Healthcare has gone to the dogs. My dog in particular. Where do I sign up? Two weeks ago, I noticed my dog Butter walking a bit oddly, so I took her to the vet, and within an hour, she had blood work, x-rays, and a full exam finished, and she was diagnosed. Turns out she had torn her knees. No, that's not the medical diagnosis. The name just too long for me. But if she were a human, it would be the same as tearing both of her ALCs. ACLs? ACLs, there you go. So they had to be fixed. Well, within two weeks of her initial exam, Butter got into a specialist and surgery was scheduled. She had a two-day stay, her own cage, her own team of doctors, and we were given daily updates. The service was fast and impeccable. We picked her up over the weekend, and while she has a long recovery, she now has one of her two knees without any weights or delays, just like that. It's not cheap. Each leg is $7,000, but thankfully we have the head-to-tail insurance, and we'll get most of that back. Now, the point of me telling you about butter is not to lecture you on pet insurance, which I urge every pet owner to get, but more to illustrate how much more dignified animal care is in Ontario than patient care. If you need a knee replacement today in the province of Ontario, you are going to wait. On average, 286 days. In Hamilton, it's a staggering 403 days. Those numbers are from the government of Ontario's website, so that wait could actually go longer, assuming you aren't bumped. The provincial government, which is desperate to turn the page on shameful health headlines, says it is investing $1.3 billion over three years to reduce wait times. But the backlog is so long and specialists too few, it'll barely make a ripple. And it's even worse in other areas. If you've got cancer, Ontarians are waiting too long for testing and diagnosis. If you need certain stem cell treatment, you have to go to the U.S. If you get stuck in emergency care, hallways are now an acceptable and expected treatment zone. But maybe the worst is how we treat, or rather mistreat, seniors. Unless you've got money and lots of it, you're stuck waiting on provincial care. And the reality is you don't get what you pay for. Take those with dementia and Alzheimer's who depend on specialized care. They are the forgotten ones. My stepdad, who recently died of complications due to dementia, spent the last 14 months of his life on a waiting list. He stayed in a residential home, not a medical facility, which he needed, but that's all that was available. He ended up getting an infection that no one caught in time, and he died in part because the facility wasn't set up to deal with medical issues. Even in his dying days at the hospital, we were told he would have to wait for palliative care. I reminded the nurse death doesn't wait for Ontario's waiting lists, and it didn't. Ted died in the hospital room with other patients forced to listen to his final moments. There was zero dignity for him, zero regard for the others. Welcome to Ontario Healthcare in 2017. Desperate to mute all these nasty headlines, the province has promised to open 2,000 more beds to address crushing demand. Given the Liberals haven't closed or have closed upwards of 20,000 beds, adding 2,000 more will do, well, not much. Yet again, constant, expensive band-aids that don't actually fix the problem. We just keep continue applying them. We're not serious about health care in this country. It's not working, and no one is brave enough to have an honest conversation about changing it. Yeah, we could implement and pay for private care, which, by the way, already exists, but we could substantially improve the system we have by scaling back on the ever-growing bureaucracy and never-ending waste. Imagine what we could have done with the $8 billion thrown away on e-health. So, yes, health care has really gone to the dogs, and it's the kind of health care most of us can only dream of.